Hey everybody, L here. It's a really pretty day outside today, and I just want to have a walk. I've been trying to record two episodes, but I accidentally deleted them that were I think were very well done. And so I'm gonna try to record some stuff today. Hopefully, I don't accidentally delete them like the last two. Which, by the way, that I mentioned, they were very well done. <laughs> So, I'm going to try to have two things set up on this podcast. One thing being kind of like just me rambling on about stuff that was in my head. And then another one's going to be a more structured structured podcast with uh, some actual information. And I'm going to have uh, data to back up things I say. So, those are going to take a little bit longer because I have to do more research. But these, I mean, I can pop out one of these every other day as long as I can go for my daily walk. Well, every other day I walk because of work. So, oh, excuse me, guys, I'm out of shape. I'm out of breath. I had some tacos today, and that was pretty good. But I need to, I need to go buy, buy some groceries, or actually go prepare my groceries, just because I need to get back in shape, and that's a good way to do it. It's preparing your own food. That's actually probably like the best way, long, the best long-term solution to weight loss. Is to prepare your own food. I, I would say, of course, working out. But, but I mean, if you prepare your own food, chances are they're they're made with good ingredients. You know, they're not just all these processed junk stuff. So if you start cooking yourself and start preparing it, a byproduct of that, or it's gonna be just starting to lose some, a little bit of weight. You know, just a little bit. The other one's implying some sort of cardiovascular activity. Um, I would say if you want to lose weight or like you just want to start, you know, so that's what I'm doing. I'm just starting to walk. I've been trying to go on a walk whenever it's sunny and pretty outside. If it's raining, nah. But I feel like it's actually helped out, you know. There's a lot of uh, benefits to that. I feel like I actually look forward to my to my walk. It's kind of my highlight after work. It's where I, all my thoughts, everything that I was carrying from work kind of just disappears I get things out of my head I I relax a little bit with the fresh air the trees the grass that kind of make you feel really well but anyways what I want to talk about today sorry for rambling on is I would like to discuss I guess you guys should probably know a little bit about about me uh, who I am as a person and, and where I'm at in my journey so uh, where can I start? I guess I can start for me at a young age. Uh, one of the earliest memories I can remember was, excuse the cars, people are rude driving on my roads. Anyways, one of the earliest memories I can remember is, two memories actually. One of them was when my mom was pregnant. And I remember she used to make me go to the uh, to the store to get her some some stuff, you know, because she can. My dad wasn't with us. Um, my dad and my mom worked together, but my dad worked in, in the U.S. And my parents were from Mexico. So my dad wasn't there in the first part of my, my childhood. At least I don't remember very well. I'm sure he was when I was a little baby, but I don't have mem- early memories from my dad. So, yeah, I would basically have to be the man of the house, you know, little kid being the man of the house, and I would have to go go get some groceries basically for my mom 
And I know I would always do this. I would always, uh, we would have a tab because the people were friends with my mom and they knew she was pregnant. Uh, they're actually my, uh, they're my godparents now, which is really interesting. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So anyways, I would go to the store and I would always tell them that my mom said to put candy on her tab. And I would do that almost every day until eventually, I guess, the bill racked up so much they, they started having to charge my mom for it and she was kind of like, Whoa, where did all this uh, food come from? So that's one of my earliest childhood memories. Another childhood memory was uh, we used to live in the behind woods, you know, and this is Mexico. So our woods were like hills, mountains. I mean, they were pretty dangerous for, for kids to be out there, but we loved to play out there. I mean... You have, we used to play tag in the mountains with cliffs and snakes and, and trying to climb trees. I mean, we just just what you expect, like, living on the side of a mountain would be like. It was, it was awesome. I freaking love it. Those are my best memories was when I was a kid. And that's why I feel like so I love nature so much is because I, I will, that's where I grew up, you know? Those are my early childhood memories, and going out to nature kind of brings me back to those memories. But... Yeah, so I did that. That's an early memory I have. Another memory, good thing. Another memory I have, which is more of a sadder one, is when I actually was. I'm from, originally from the U.S., um, but I lived over there in Mexico as a kid. So another memory I remember is um, we we're actually packing our stuffs, saying goodbye to my family that lived over there. And keep in mind, my family is uh, very poor. We come from a very, very poor, poor side in Mexico kind of family. Like living out there by the mountains, you know, that kind of poor. Like not even close, to, well, close to the city, but like the city, or close to small towns. So we were out there. And, and at least at this point in time, when I lived there, because all I knew was my little, my little, uh, the people around in my area, which was like a small, little, tiny town. Everybody knew everybody. I mean, what's a good, like, it's small. <laughs> so, I was leaving for the U.S. You know, I had a bag over my shoulders, and I was thinking, we're, I guess we're going to go on a trip. You know, I've gone on trips before. They typically take a day, like a, a day or two to get there, or maybe even a couple hours to get there. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. So, I didn't know as a kid, I thought we were coming back. I didn't know that that was the day where I would leave my childhood behind. And I was young, keep in mind I wasn't even in first grade when I came to the US. So I was somewhere in between the toddler toddler years. Oh, yeah, toddler years before first grade. They actually went to pre-K over there. Pre-K was fucking awesome. I love getting, I used to love getting in the fights. Um, I always got my ass kicked, but I always, I always consider myself the, uh, Defending of the defender of the people, you know, the hero, the the guy that was always gonna defend people and speak up for others. So that was me as a little kid. So I had a very I was a little I was a good kid, you know, kind of ex, like very excited kid, had a lot of energy. It's kind of ridiculous. So yeah, I left my I came here. Uh, I hope that's not bothering you guys. So I came here about, yeah, around that age, and I started 
kindergarten over here. Now, I didn't know this back then, but my actual childhood, I mean, it was not the best. We, uh, my family had a reputation. My last name, uh, my mom's side over there had a reputation because my mom's side was already here. They've already crossed a long time ago. Um, yeah, so they were here. And, I mean, we lived in the poor side of, of uh, the certain city. It was poor. Uh, gangs, gangs were actually one of the, the, uh, one, of, one of the most dangerous uh, streets in my city. And growing up there with your parents, my parents shielded me from everything. So I was a, I was a shielded child, but with good cause, you know. They definitely didn't want me to be part of that, that lifestyle, which I don't even think you can avoid living in those areas, living in those circumstances. I think that's why most people that grew up in the ghettos, not necessarily the ghettos, but the hood, I would say, they they grew up to be in the same thing, you know. It's you're your environment. You you get nurtured in your environment, and you're the environment that you that you grew up on. So that was my yeah. I was very shielded from all that stuff. When I think about it now, there's situations that I was just like, man, like how could I how could I have been part of that, you know, and not know. And I mean, all we had, all my family had when we came over here was just the bags on our shoulders, you know? And just, we had a blanket to sleep in for the first couple of days. We got a mattress eventually. We were living in a, in a room at a friend's, at my mom's friend's apartment. And I mean, every weekend for them was, was to get drunk. That was there with my parents, that was my dad's weekend. At this point I was living with my dad, you know? We were all together. Which was awesome. I loved it. That's why I don't have any any complaints about my childhood because we were, my whole family was together, and we all stuck through it all. So, yeah, my dad at this point was a very big alcoholic. But he was he was not an angry person. He would never hit us. He wouldn't treat us bad. In fact, he would treat us better when he was drunk. Like we were his whole world. We were his everything. And I remember one time my dad told me that. The, the day he quit drinking, and this resonates with me so much, the day he quit drinking was when he was so drunk, he was going so fast down the highway, and he couldn't stay between the lanes. And he knew he was too drunk to drive. He knew. He knew he shouldn't have been driving. And he, looked, told, he told me he looks back at us, and we see me and my little brother just being scared in the backseat. He told me that was the day he decided to quit, and he hasn't touched a drop of alcohol since. So, yeah, that was my, I mean, growing up, you know, being poor, always been, I would never fit in. I was always a weird kid in class. I never had too many friends. So one thing that I've always had issues with was, was people. I never knew how to keep people, and I, and I always wanted that long, and I always wanted that, that friendship. You know, so, and I, everybody that treated me good, I, I definitely was happy, you know. I need approval of other people because I never had it as a kid. So, go through all that, go through middle school. and elementary school, I actually kind of stopped trying in school. I just got, got tired of it. 
I knew, and it didn't make sense to me. I knew there was better out there, and that for me it just didn't make sense. It was, it was something that, I mean, I feel like a lot of times I ended up knowing a lot more than the teachers, and all I was doing is asking questions. So when I asked questions, they would just be like, no, we're not gonna give you the answer, or, or like, sit down, you need to pay attention, or hey, calm down, and you know that's just how little kids are. Little boys are these, they're like that. They just wanna get up and do everything, you know? Go use your hands, figure things out on their own. We're not creatures that are supposed to just be sitting down and taking orders. That's just not how we work. We need to be out learning. We need to be out doing things. We need to be out exploring. Luckily, I was able to do that. And that's why I think it was so, school was so bad for me because when I was a little kid, I was able to do everything. You know, if I wanted to figure out how to do something, I would go out and figure it out. And over here in the U.S., it's like very, you know, you have to do this this way. You have to do this this way. To me, sometimes the way they did things doesn't make sense. So, yeah, that was always a, a weird problem with me. And teachers, you know, I was smart because I have a great memory. I'm able to memorize things very well. So on test, I would study up 30 minutes before. I never did homework. Since I started, since elementary school, I just stopped doing homework. And now there's also a bad reason why I stopped doing homework. Too, but I'll tell, tell you all about that. So elementary school, I just didn't care. I just stopped caring for school. It didn't make sense to me. I thought everybody kind of was bad at their job. And that was me as a kid. But there was always at least one teacher that always was really cool with that kind of pushed me a little bit, you know? And those always happened, those happened to be my English teachers, so, but I didn't recall because I was very creative. I, I mean, I loved writing. I loved drawing as a kid. I loved anything that involved me creating my own stories, creating things, you know, I was a creative kid. So I think those kind of teachers were always just really be impressed by me. My, my creativity. So they always seem to push me a little bit more than the others. So, but I was also always being in trouble. Always. <laughs> All the time. How's it going? There's people talking about the buying a car. It's funny because I sell cars. <laughs> people are kind of dicks to us, but whatever. Anyways, um, where was I? Yeah, me not liking school. So that was me elementary school, but I loved girls, man. Ever since elementary school, I, I freaking loved girls. I mean, I had huge crushes on them. They were great. And I was always able to get along with them very well, you know, because I was very—I was a very funny guy. I'm able to make people laugh. That's just a good natural ability I just happened to pick up. I'm very witty. I can think of stuff on my feet. So but I've dulled my sense of humor a lot now. That's to the point where some people think I'm serious. So, but yeah, very—I was—I always was good at making people laugh. But I was also bullied a lot, you know. But the bullies were my friends. At least I thought they were my friends. So I was always trying to grab, get their backs, which that just, I don't know, maybe it was like a, like a weird, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, as a kid, wanting the bullies to be your friends, wanting to win them over, that was me. That was my, the way I was going to do it, you know? So I always felt I had to prove myself. So I was always 
doing stupid stuff, you know, just just to impress people. This is not a little kid. Um, so yeah, that was elementary school. And then I left to middle school, and apparently everybody missed me when I left, which I call bullshit, because they could have treated me better when I was there. So, middle school, same thing. I could care less about school. Um, I, I mean, sixth and seventh grade was kind of a blur. I had friends, but then every year I had different friends. And then in eighth grade, I fell into a group of friends. So, these were skater kids. Well, everybody just thought I was a poser. Which the funny thing is I'm a better skater now than any of the people back then. I've stuck to skating. Nobody else has. So, yeah, that's funny. That's funny how that works. So, yeah, back in middle school, they would call me poser, all this stuff. And, no, I just really wanted to be part of the group, you know. I just really wanted to skate. I used to run around skateboards without grip tape and call myself a skater and hang out with the skater crowd. And then I met this group of friends who was in the same area as me. And that's where shit kind of started going bad. I mean, they treated me awful. I mean, these friends did not respect me whatsoever. They made fun of me. I mean, they they got, in eighth grade when they were giving away awards, they got everybody to boo me. That's the kind of friends I had. And those are my best friends. And then with those friends, I got introduced to drugs. I started falling into the group of druggies. Started trying to just be fucked up at school. I never skipped school. School was, I mean, school was just pointless to me at this point. I didn't care about college. I didn't want to go to college. I also spent my high school uh, in skateboarding and playing computer games. That was my high school. And, I mean, yeah, that was awesome. I met some great people that aren't my friends now, but I don't know. I was just always too worried about things. I worried about people too much. Like, if they like me, what I got to do for people to like me, what I got to change. I was obsessed with that as a kid, younger person. But then I, I also didn't care at all, but I did care, you know. So that was me as a kid getting out of high school, getting out of college. I started being able to go parties, and then I, I got a little popularity for being the guy that brings alcohol and girls. Like I said, I was always really good at making friends with girls, just friends. I could never get girlfriends because I never could make moves. So I was really good at making friends. I'm sure some of them probably found me attractive. I found out some of them actually who did, did find me attractive, so keep in mind, I'm not a bad looking dude, but just my confidence back then was was just so bad that all the girls that liked me would become friends, and when the pretty, super pretty girl liked me, or more popular girl liked me, I would always ditch the other girl to go with them, and that would always backfire, so yeah man, that was, as soon as I out of high school, I started fucking with more drugs, more harder drugs, and I never let it go too far. But I did have a drinking problem. I think anybody when they graduate high school has probably a drinking problem. Uh, I tried to see for a little bit or tried to uh, community college for a little bit. And that didn't go far. Dropped out of that as soon as I can. And then I felt lost for a little while, you know. There was like, in my head, I, I just thought there was more to life. So I started, I don't know, something weird happened in this transition. But I started asking questions and I started receiving answers. And then life kind of flowed naturally and you know, like a good kind of kind of rhythm. And I met the right people that introduced me to the right things. And this was kind of like a weird thing that would always go going on in my life. So I would always have like two two things going on at the same time. Like I had this group of friends that would introduce me to something good and then a group of bad friends that I was always doing fucking shit with. And 
those two were always going at the same time. And I would go back and forth between them. You know, I would go do some bad shit, and I would just be productive the next day. And, and there's no way to live, but it was fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a very fun life. I didn't have too much responsibilities with my parents. I didn't worry about saving any money. So it wasn't all bad. But after a while, that also becomes tiring, you know? And then I started trying to look for jobs, working with my dad, landscaping, that was awful. And still, felt kind of lost. I started doing more research. I fell in love with books and self-improvement. That was me for a little bit, right? It was all positivity. Life's going to work itself out. Never worried about anything. But that's also double-edged sword because then you stop caring and you stop just letting shit happen around you and... You just care free. So it's it's a warped way the brain sees it because then you'll end up in the situations that you just ended up because you were so carefree and now you're fucked, you know? So there's a balance to that. And then when I got out of that period, I went to uh, had a psychedelic trip that completely destroyed my world. I mean, it made me go crazy for about half a year. A year, I still think about it to this day. So that made me question even more about what life was. You know, it was like this, it was like a big joke. Like life was just a big joke. And then here, while my family is still poor, this we're not poor. We have a roof on the head, and we have decent amount of things. But but I don't know. It was just we just not. It was not what I saw around. I, I want to live in the suburbs. It's not what I saw around. At least not my, my, my idea as a young guy of what success looks like was work, you know. So I was never ever truly satisfied. And, you know, I, I always did my shit. I took, I took care of some things. And, and then I started looking at what success that people did. And started following their habits. Got really healthy. And then at this point in time, yeah... I was a lot better off. I had decent jobs. I was healthy. I had set routines for me. I went to sleep early. That then I still I would still go out like almost every weekend to go to clubs and stuff. But that was just me, you know. So I was it was a decent balance, but my weekends were wasted. So after a while, I went like that. I got a great job. I was making a lot of money. I was buying a bunch of cool shit, getting the girls. Having the nice house, having the nice car. I did that for a while, you know? I met great people. But then, it's still, like, like what's there to life, you know? What, what, what am I here for? Um, I don't remember the exact time I questioned. Probably after, like, a breakup or something, I started questioning. Like, I've always questioned it. And I've always been aware. But I've never truly gone farther than that, you know? I was just, I always just stop at, like, okay, this is going on. That's it. Some stuff happened. Uh, my brother got into a really bad accident uh, with people. It was his fault because he was drinking, and and that just makes me. I made me put a lot of blame on myself and a lot of strain on myself because I was his role model, and I ignored him and I pushed him to the wrong people. I introduced a lot of things to him, so partly I feel responsible when I. I'm starting to feel less responsible because it's his decision. I was a grown man, but you know, at that time I was. 
very hurt by that. And at the same time, I was having relationship problems because, of course, those things tend to wrap itself around, you know. Your relationship is part of your life, so is your job. My job started slowing down for me. And all those things kind of just wrapped around in one. And at one point, I felt like I just snapped, you know. I just stopped caring. And I just gave everything up. And that was the most difficult part of my life so far. But it was also the most freeing. It's like, okay, I accepted everything. Everything's a problem. It's time for me to give it up. And I stopped holding on to those ties. And then I was kind of like, like, you feel empty inside, you know? You try to drown it with alcohol. You try to, I try to work out. Try to do all this stuff, but all these was just temporary fixes. And it's like, it's like I was a blank page, you know? Like, what's next? And then I started researching, like, why do I feel this way? Right? Why do I feel like this is it? And then started looking into that. Then it found out it went deeper, you know? It goes a lot deeper than that. And then it's just like, like, why do we think this way? Or, and it's like, oh, you start, I started reeling that a lot of things from my childhood, a lot of situations made me who I am. But I couldn't keep blaming those situations, you know? I had to get out of them. I had to man up and get through those situations. So I started researching more about life, what it means to be alive. I started looking to philosophy. Uh, I started looking to psychology. I started trying to understand myself. I started, this is a big, big, big word. The big senses. I started trying to understand myself, what it means to be a human, humanity. And that's when I started feeling a purpose, you know? Life started kind of shifting more. I was able to get more done. I had a better understanding of me. Don't get me wrong, I'm still not perfect. I still get mad, I still get angry. But now I try to like accept the things that's happening, stand up for myself, take care of my shit. Handle my business, take care of my responsibilities. That's a man with responsibilities. Because we have responsibilities as humans, as men also. Uh, women, female, women have their own responsibilities too. Biologically, I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything. Um, and we have our responsibilities too as men. And I started trying to figure out what those responsibilities are. And that's kind of what started this whole podcast channel. is me trying to figure out well, me trying to figure out life, me trying to understand it better, me trying to comprehend, understand myself, understand the world around me, understand my circumstances, situations, understand the people, just have a, I think it's, it's I'm trying to find truth, truth to, to where everything it is, and it's like me searching for truth, I started giving away other things, I started sacrificing other things, because this is more valuable, and I've been in more solitude. I've been lonely. It's definitely a lonely life, but but it's calm. You know, it's your loneliness. It's it's your own suffering. If you're able to be able to to fight that on your own without the help of somebody, it gives you a because uh, you get help. Yeah, it's good to have help, but then don't be too dependent on other people because you have to be able to take care of yourself inside your your inner battles. People can't find your fight your inner battles. It's like a you get you you've heard it everywhere. It's like the hero going to fight, slay the dragon, and or or demons, you know, religious ways. Is you trying to deceive Satan, 
demons, whatever, Greek mythology, Hercules completing his task. It's it's all goes down to that, man. It's it's our inner hero trying to conquer ourselves, which is we are the darkest enemy. We are everything good, but we're also everything bad that makes us as a whole being. And I think life's gonna be a battle about that, you know. You have to be good to yourself. And that solitude helps you really, that solitude helps you separate those two things and it helps you kind of understand both sides and and then you have to make sacrifices. If you want to win this fight, you gotta make a sacrifice and it's gonna be a long-term fight, you know? But in the long run, I feel like I've become a better person. I've kind of taken life more seriously. I'm living carefree. I'm not saying don't live in the moment. I'm talking about living in the moment, being where you're at, do things you want to do, but taking care of your job, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of your business, everything. Your life is your business. It's the, the most important business you'll ever run is your own life. So you got to learn to learn to grasp the idea of understanding yourself. You know, learn to, to be a better human and research that, look into that because... We learned, we taught all these things, all these things everywhere. You know, everyone, everyone wants to teach you something. Everybody wants to be a teacher. But the only thing we should really be focusing on learning at first is learning ourselves, learning who we are. And I kind of want to bring light to that. And I think this is a great way to do it. Whether, so, I don't care who listens to this as long as one person listens to it. If one per, or as long as one person gets something from this, that's the main goal because I know if they're able to get something out of this they're going to be able to pass on something to somebody else so you know start by yourself slowly change yourself and then change the world that's the only way to do it alright guys I hope you all have a good day I hope you all enjoyed the 30 minutes we were able to talk um, I'm going to keep trying to make some more videos like I said I'm going to have two structured ones it's a little bit more professional ones also and then just these kind of like simplistic ones that you know, just me rambling on, just letting y'all know what's in my head. I guess that's probably going to be the, the segment once in my head. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy.